0: Thank you. Podcast world, welcome to the first episode of the Nemo Five O podcast. So I've been been meaning to do this podcast for quite a while. I've had a lot of uh, support from uh, from family saying, "Hey, you should probably get into this. Give it a shot." Uh, so hey, here we are. We're going to go ahead and do this. I have no idea where this podcast is going to go. But what I want to get into for at least the beginning of this podcast is, uh, is mixed martial arts and combat sports related uh, I've kind of got some stuff that's uh, that I've got structure that I want to get into uh, And it's mainly this one's to mainly be UFC related So in, in this one, I want to get into the, uh, the heavyweight division right now as it stands So here's the crazy thing about the heavyweight division So we have our champ, Stipe Miocic We have our number one contender, Francis Ngannou we have uh our number two which is in curtis blades then we have rosenstruck and Derek lewis and i rode a little bit of a dark horse he's not technically ranked right now only because uh of course we all know who he's who he is it's john jones from the 205 division so he hasn't fought yet in the heavyweight division but his his first crack at it is going to be at that belt so whenever uh, stipe miocic fights uh francis nganu you know what then it's uh, it'll be John Jones's turn after that fight's over. But the reason why I want to get into the heavyweight division, why I told you guys who the top five is or top four, you could say five, including the champ, is because uh, the division's been been really stagnant, and and, and there're gonna be some really great matchups, and that's what makes this division so fun. And I feel like the UFC isn't doing enough with it, and I think that's also because well we've got COVID. I mean we had the uh, announcement that uh, the fight between Derek Lewis and Curtis Blades was uh, canceled. And that's when uh, I believe it was Anthony Smith took the reins and and, uh, and went to the main event and had a great a great performance. But what I want to get into is because we haven't seen much of the top five fight, uh, I just want to kind of like look at the way everything's matched up. So if we have Francis and uh, Stipe fighting, I don't see Stipe losing to Francis. They've already fought once before. And, uh, of course, you know, DC's not in the picture anymore because, you know, uh, it was uh, Stipe who uh, retired D.C. And then now it's, you know, now it's Francis' turn, which is everyone's people's champ in the heavyweight division. But, okay, so let's go down the list. So Francis fought uh, Rosenstruck last. And, I mean, he just absolutely annihilated Rosenstruck. I mean, that fight was, what, 20 seconds and him in the first round. He was not ready for that. Francis Ngannou was just an imposing human being with unreal fucking power. Um, let's see if I see if I but look. I don't know. I'm stuttering. But if we look at Derek Lewis and Francis, you know, I think Derek Lewis beats Francis Ngannou all day. Even though that last time they fought, it was a horrendous fight. I don't think the UFC will ever make it happen again unless it's for a belt because it's kind of like forced. But Curtis Blades, who was supposed to fight Derek Lewis, who is our number two versus our number four, Curtis Blades can beat Derek Lewis. I mean, any of these guys can beat each other. But if I really wanted to pick on the on, in this division, I think Curtis Blades beats Derek Lewis because of his wrestling pedigree. Derek Lewis has great wrestling. Don't get me wrong. He he he's really good at not getting taken down and then knocking you out. But I feel like Curtis Blades has a pace for his takedowns. I don't think Derek Lewis can, can, uh, can weather for, let's say, if it's a five round main event. I mean, Curtis Blades, he doesn't hide what he's going to do to you. Curtis Blades is going to take you down and beat you up. And I feel like that kind of pace would wear on, on a Derek Lewis. But there's no way in hell can Curtis Blades beat Francis. Hell, I don't think Curtis Blades can beat John Jones. I don't think any of these guys, besides Steve can beat John Jones as it stands today. But And then we have, I uh, believe, Rosenstruck and Francis. We already talked about that. But let's look at uh, it's Stipe right now. He's already fought DC three times in a row. Uh, I believe he had some injuries that 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 occurred. I mean, how much longer is Stipe really going to sit in the pocket and keep fighting? I mean, he's already fought Francis, and he's about to have to rematch Francis. So DC's out of the picture. So, of course, he doesn't have to fight DC a fourth time um i mean how many wars does stipe really want to go through going forward i mean hell let's look at let's look at how old uh stipe miocic even is so let me do a quick little quick little google and let's take a look so Stepe miocic is let's see let's do a little age so he's 30 he's 38 years old does, does this dude still want to keep going through you know facing dudes like francis nganu uh, I don't know. I don't know how much longer this DPA is gonna stick around. I mean, these guys—they—they—he's they, gone through some wars, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I know I'm going through a lot here. There was like I literally went through six fighters, uh, but well, let me slow it down and let's get uh let's, let's go into something that that uh, is just focused on one guy. Let's look at uh I, I'm gonna call it the Mike Perry issue. So even even today, this dude did something something fucking crazy. Uh, I'm not going to talk shit on the dude. It's just, hey man, he's a crazy guy. So there was a a Twitter post today. Uh Mike Perry looks like he put his leg through some glass and was just laying on the ground bleeding. I mean, quite a bit of blood. Uh I mean, I don't know what this dude what this dude's deal is. I mean, and you know what? He he did some tweets about, you know, the fans, you know, bugging him and I mean, it's the truth like no one has the balls to say it to his face. So, you know, why uh but then again, you know, why address it? Because obviously you know they're not gonna you know they're not going to have the balls to say it to your face. But regardless of that, and the reason why I bring this issue up and the way he's acting, the his his actions and uh is the UFC is cutting sixty fighters. They've cut the likes of Rachel Ostevich already. Uh I mean, the dude the dude has alcohol issues he knocked an old man out at a bar uh like i don't know if you remember but you know who also did that which was hey crush that's my dog is uh is, is uh conor mcgregor <laughs> you know he's the one that punched that old dude at a whatever, at a at a pub uh so getting getting back into the mike perry issue so he also has um Domestic violence accusations, which is usually like a, a career killer. You know, once you get me, me too, and domestic violence or sexual assault, you're pretty much done, dude. But, you know, he's got the uh, domestic violence uh, accusations against, are from his ex wife and, and, and even his own mom. And then, uh, the one thing that's more the most important to me as a, uh, as a, as a fight fan and as a, uh, as a fighter and then also a wrestler at that whenever I was growing up was you don't miss weight. That's like the one thing you don't do. You just do not miss weight. And when he fought Tim Means this last uh, his last fight, he lost. It was a great fight, but he 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 came in and fought what four and a half pounds overweight. I mean, come on, dude. If you want to lose lose like fans and lose like steam, is miss weight. I I, I don't know. To me, missing weight should be a career killer, but it's not. You know, there was the that he took a portion. Tim Means took a portion of his purse and then went on to beat him. But, you know, in in Mike's Perry in Mike's Mike Perry's issue is another thing, he's had his last six fights he's only won twice. So I mean I think he I think these are, I think I may have uh made some notable wins about him. So yeah, he beat he beat Alex Oliveira. He beat uh let's see here, what do I have listed? So he beat uh Mike, Mickey Gall, which I mean, really, it's not that notable of a win, but just the fact that Mickey Gall had that steam from the old, the old CM Punk thing that was going on, and uh, not that not that important anymore. But the most notable win that's on Mike Perry's uh, resume right now is Paul Felder, man. Paul Felder's the man. So just just saying, I'm a little I'm a little biased there, but yeah, he, he, those are the only notable wins in his last six fights. So far in the UFC, he's only won twice. And then we also want, to also want to bring up the fact that he was violently TKO'd by Jeff Neal in the first round. And I believe Jeff Neal just had an awesome fight with uh, Steven Thompson. So the, the, the division at the 170-pound one, level, is, it's, it's moving forward. But I don't think it's going to keep moving forward with Mike Perry if he keeps acting this way. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to talk shit on the dude. He's exciting. Uh, I mean, he's unique in the sense of just his personality. And then, of course, we have his girlfriend as his cornerman. I mean, maybe that's why you're losing, you know, all your fights but two. But whatever, not going to get into that. That's his decision. You know, he talked about it being about a money, a money deal, about having all those coaches there and all that stuff. And then, of course, outside of the cage, which actually a lot of the stuff I've been talking about is outside of the cage. But let's go into, like, kind of the virtual world with Darren Till. So Darren Till is a... He is like a social media troll and he trolled Mike Perry and now Mike Perry hates him and they were friends. And uh as we know um uh Darren Till he fights at the 185 division and, <laughs> and he just he trolled Mike Perry and all of a sudden Mike Perry is one of those guys where he keeps it real, you talk shit, he's going to fight you and you trolled the wrong guy. And, I mean it was pretty funny that even even uh you got some, you know, eyeballs on the telev- television by when uh Uh, Darren Till offered Mike Perry five thousand dollars to actually be his corner with with his girlfriend. Never happened, and it was it was a good little little fun deal when it when it was going on. But all right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, to my my next fighter. I want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about Yair Rodriguez. Uh, Yair Rodriguez is one hell of a fighter to begin with. I mean. Since watching that dude knock out the Korean zombie with that awesome uh, back elbow in the fifth round. And by the way, for some reason, elbows have been touching the Korean zombie. Don't I, I don't know what it is. We'll go watch his last fight. He even got clipped with some elbows there, too. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, I'm, I'm digressing. Let me, uh, let me get my ADD focused real quick. So, Yair Rodriguez. Where the hell is Yair Rodriguez right now? So, there was a press conference uh, a few months back. Maybe it was even a month or a month and a half back, however long it was. But basically, there was a press conference with Dana White, and uh, he he got asked a question about Yair Rodriguez. When are we going to see Yair? Because there was those uh, call-outs between Yair calling out Zabit. Can't say Zabit's last name to save my life. Sorry, guys. Look it up. My bad. You know. So he called out Zabit, and, and then he just disappears. I mean, and it, by the way, the Zabit uh, Yair fight—it's cursed as it is. It seemed like that was the next fight for Yair after uh, the Korean Zombie fight, but for some reason, it just—it just won't happen. It's—it's it's a cursed fight, just like freaking Habib and Tony Ferguson. Don't get me started on that. Maybe one day I will dedicate a whole podcast to just that whole scenario. I, who knows? Let me just get through. <laughs> let me get through this. So he calls out to beat, disappears into Mexico, and he does not get tested by Usada. How are you gonna call a dude out and not get tested by Usada? Come on, dude! Like, like, this is like one of my favorite matchups. Whenever this these fights were discussed at the at the beginning, Yair versus Abeat was on was on the top top of my list. Like, yes, that's the fight that we need to happen at the one forty five pound division. I mean, breath of fresh air. These guys are up and coming, and, and they and they're stylistically matched up very well, very well, very exciting strikers and very uh, unique grapplers. And for some reason, it just Yair disappeared. I don't know if it's a if it's a family issue. I don't know if it's an injury issue. I don't know if it's a testing issue. Whatever it is, Yair can't be found. It, it just reminds me of whenever there was those rumors of John Jones hiding underneath the cage because he didn't want to get tested because of marijuana. Yeah, whatever. But I just I really hope we figure out where Yair where is going to go forward because I really want that to beat fight to happen that is like ah oh, that fight would be so sick that would be a fight that you would see on ESPN with highlight with like top 10 plays of the fucking week but yeah we'll we'll see what happens there with with that fight um and do me a favor guys whenever whenever i talk about these guys go go youtube these guys highlights look these guys up because these guys are phenomenal athletes so if you you don't know who i'm talking about just just go do a quick youtube i mean there's tons of videos out there of these guys that you can you can check out there's there, there there's some there's a lot so now let's go ahead and let's let's go to my next my next uh my next topic here which is actually a a matchup that the fight isn't finalized but there's some buzz around it because even at work some people brought it up and it made me kind of think about hey you know what i should add this to my to my list that i should talk about this week which is uh, colby covington versus jorge masvidal so once again this fight's not finalized and it's a super exciting matchup I mean, there's some bad blood here. So they used to be uh, teammates and even roommates when they were at a, at American Top Team out in Florida. So, uh, and of course, let's give a little bit of, little bit of backstory here because I'm a little more, uh, I guess, familiar with with the matchups that uh, Masvidal's had. So, of course, his last fight was for the belt against Usman on six days' notice. Made weight, you know, the whole deal about quarantining, all that. Everything worked out. The fight happened. It was a great fight. Uh, Masvidal was not finished by Usman, but Colby Covington was finished by Usman. And there's been some, um uh, I guess, the, what would the word be? There's been some, it's it, the buzz about it is they, people think that Jorge Masvidal is running from Colby Covington. And this is just from, you know, Colby Covington saying it, you know, call him out being street Judas, all that stuff. He's running. He doesn't like the matchup, which in all, of, in my opinion, I actually don't like the matchup myself for Jorge Masvidal, so I think there's a little bit of truth in what Colby's saying. But Masvidal running, I don't see that. So let's let's kind of like get get through some of the stuff that I think is going to have po- pose some issues for Masvidal, which is Colby's wrestling and forward pressure. I mean it, it, the and also Colby's willingness to strike with Jorge Masvidal. I don't think Colby Covington's going to be afraid to strike with Jorge Masvidal not an issue at all but i also think that that wrestling that he's going to pose with that pace i think uh just like those videos we saw of uh well that no one's seen yet i'm gonna bring that up so when i say youtube these fighters so you could actually find colby covington and hory masvidal training together on youtube and colby covington they're like joking around and laughing but i know it's training but colby covington is completely dominating hory masvidal with that with his takedowns but let me go back to my my deal about the forward pressure and takedowns and all that with, with Colby. I believe Colby will be able to take down Jorge Masvidal whenever he wants, but I think he's going to want to stand and strike with him too. Uh, I think Colby Covington, like, we know this is going to be a main, a main event fight. These guys are going to fight for five rounds. I don't see either of them finishing each other. I see it going to a decision, but I see it being one-sided, and I think it might be one-sided for Colby. Um, I mean, the reason why I don't see – the oh Jorge Macedo is running from Colby because of the uh this is a bad matchup. I mean Usman was a bad matchup for Jorge and he took it on six days notice. So why would he not sign the dotted line? Well let's uh let's get there. Actually you know what? I think there I think there's a reason why the dotted line hasn't been hasn't been uh signed yet is because of our recent matchup between number three ranked. Okay, by the way, Colby Covington and uh, Jorge Masvidal are both uh, welterweights, one seventy pounds. So there's this guy uh, Leon Edwards who was supposed to fight Hazmat. The Hazmat's a beast. I, it's crazy, the, like the stardom he's he's got to. That's another. We'll we'll talk about that later later on, and maybe another another podcast or something. But let's get on to Leon Edwards versus Hazmat. It's canceled due, due to COVID, just like. Uh, Curtis Blades getting it and shutting down the Lewis fight, but this is at 170. So Leon Edwards is a beast. The dude's ranked number three in the 170-pound division. He's fought Usman to a decision, uh, a close decision at that. I believe it was just by takedowns is the reason why uh, Usman took that fight. But uh, so once the fight gets canceled, Leon Edwards and Hazmat canceled or pushed back or whatever, all of a sudden we get a tweet from Leon saying, Where's that bitch Jorge at? Okay. Dude hasn't fought since, you know, June of 2019, but you're making yourself relevant again by calling out, you know, Jorge Masvidal the, the BMF champ. And then then after that fight from 2019, there was an incident between him and him and Jorge where Jorge Masvidal unreleased a one a, a one, two, 3 on him, which is the infamous uh, two piece of a soda incident. So I think uh I think that fight is better for Masvidal than Covington. I think I think Masvidal versus Edwards is a better way for him to get put back in the title contention. Because if he beats Leon Edwards, I think there's only one way for him to fight for the belt is beating Leon Edwards. I think he gets another crack at it. Of course, you know if he beats Covington, who's the number one ranked uh, contender who just annihilated Tyron Woodley, I still think if he fought Leon Edwards it would be the easiest way to the belt. Then against Colby, but who knows if this uh, hazmat fight still happens? Maybe the maybe the fight between Colby and Jorge is more close to being finalized, but I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. But when it when when we do know, I think I think it'd be the smarter decision on Masvidal's camp to go for Leon since he's not he has a fight right now than to jump and take uh, take a fight against Colby. But I think. The fans would get more out of a Colby Covington versus uh, Masvidal. Just the kind of shit-talking in the press conference. It'd be very entertaining. That'll be a very entertaining fight. And, hey, hell, hope, hopefully the Hazmat the fight still happens between Leon Edwards. That's a great matchup, too. Even though Hazmat, he's barely ranked, but the dude's just smishing everybody. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes on that. And then... Uh, Let's go ahead since we're at the since we're now uh, into a 2021 we're 4 days in. Uh I saw a uh I saw a list for the top fights of the year by the UFC and I actually agree with their list. So, I want to want to bring up that list. Maybe y'all disagree with me, you know, just just let me know. I want to know if you disagree with me because we can we can talk about it. I you know, I got the number 1 fight in, of the year for me is Way Lee and Joanna. That fight was literally the greatest thing I've ever seen. Uh, in the year 2020, that fight was just amazing back and forth. I think it set records for, for strikes landed. Uh, I'm pretty sure that that fight set records. Uh, and then of course we had that absolute all out dog fight war between Dan Hooker and uh, Dustin Poirier. And now we have Dan Hooker, you know, fighting uh, Michael Chandler here. What? And I think it's 10 days. I don't know what the exact date of UFC 257 is as of today, but yeah, baby, that's gonna be that's gonna be a fight. I don't think it's gonna go very well for Michael Chandler, but yeah, it's gonna be a hell of a fight. I'm digressing. All right, then my then my number three fight of the year was Morano versus Figueredo. Holy hell, that was another another fight that put the flyweight division back on the map. Which I don't understand why the flyweight division gets so much flack. I mean, those fights are literally some of the most entertaining fights at, at that. It, the 125 weight class has literally. Some of the best mixed martial arts best technique the speed is fast i don't I don't know why they get so much flack and why I always like oh this saved the flyweight division or whatever but uh, I guess that's another that's another um, uh I guess topic for for another time so and now I've got one more thing I wanted to talk about which is of course uh, UFC two fifty seven which I just kind of slightly uh mentioned so I just kind of want to get into. You know, I'm not gonna get into all these fights. I, I see uh, Amanda Rebus is is on the main card. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, about her return. Uh she's a very talented grappler. I see Brad Deveris is on here. I see you know, Shane Burgos, Juliana Pena, Sarah McMahon. That's another that's another big big name fight. But of course we got Michael Chandler and Dan Hooker. It's really, really um that's a really tough fight for Michael Chandler, I think. It's a really tough fight. Dan Hooker is a, he's he's uh, yeah, that's a tough fight, but of course we can go into uh, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor. I don't want to break that one down too much because we've already seen we already watched him fight once with the 145 pound division, and of course we all know that Conor McGregor knocked out Dustin Poirier. He clipped him on the top of the head, about what above the temple, and uh, and put him away. I, I I don't know how this fight's gonna go this time around. I mean, you know, we, there's always those jokes on online if you're in any. MMA I guess Facebook page or meme page there's always that joke about the motivated McGregor I mean hey crush so we got the motivated McGregor and of course Dustin Poirier is always motivated and he's looked great in his last his last few fights but I mean if you look at the kind of damage that you have Dustin Poirier going through per fight versus the type of damage Connor's going through per fight I think that's going to make a really big Difference, because like I said, we we brought I brought up the fact that Dustin Poirier and Dan Hooker is my number two favorite fight of the year. That was a fucking war. Those guys, those are those are fights you don't come out of the same. And he's done that. Dustin Poirier has done that more than once. I mean, Conor McGregor, the only wars that I can really really uh, remember from him is of course the uh, the two from from the Diaz brothers, which you know he got finished in the second round, which was probably the best because I think he would have got he would have kept getting tagged up, he would have kept getting touched up and. Taking damage, and then of course uh, back in the day when he fought Max Holloway to a, a close a close decision at the 45 pound division, so I just don't. Dustin Poirier t- seems to go; he wants to go out there on a shield, and uh, Conor McGregor wants to put you out early. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what McGregor shows up on uh, on 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 Fight Week. Uh, I mean, of course he looked great against Donald Cerrone. I hate talking. I'm so biased. I'm not i McGre- I'm not a McNutt hugger. But I'm I'm seem to seem to be giving him a lot of praise on on this, but yeah, we'll we'll see what McGregor shows up. We'll see how motivated he is. We'll see if he's really shooting for the for the belt, and we'll see what this ends up doing for the uh, the belt contention since we have uh, obviously a retired Habib Nurmagomedov. So, yeah, we'll see where things go. I, I'm, I'm excited for uh, this year's uh, main event. The, you know, we're we're on a little drought for shit. It's been what three weeks since we've had a uh, any any type of MMA right now. Well, UFC. I'll get into other other uh, promotions as we go on with this podcast. You know, it also takes time and figuring out when everything's going on. But yeah, this is this was pretty fun to talk about. I mean, if there's anything else y'all want me to talk about, let me know. I mean, I, I love talking fights. I we could do breakdowns. We can do more in-depth breakdowns maybe we can go into some of these guys records and and how they won i mean we can do some uh absolute you know one fight at a time break the whole fight down commentate one fight we can we can do a lot of things on this podcast let's just uh like i said we're gonna see how this how this goes so with all of that i just have one last thing to say to everybody which is jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself and y'all have a good night